0: Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature.
1: Now it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live.
0: i'm kat and i'm emma and thank you for joining us once again welcome back to the dead parent club podcast
1: each week we're going to be talking about what it's like to be members of the dead parent club and also chatting to brilliant guests about their grieving journeys
0: We'll also be hearing from people far more qualified than us They can give you top advice on navigating this whole new normal. So welcome everyone to the Dead Parent Club. Now today is a big one and probably something that you wouldn't have thought about when you became a member of the club unless you've kind of recently experienced it. So this week we're going to talk about dating after a parent dies. Now this is a
1: huge area from confidence to letting people in to parents approval There is so much scope here.
0: So much to cover. So I think we should just jump right in, Emma, and just give it a whirl. Yep, let's get stuck into it, shall we?
1: I know this is something we've both got experience of, obviously. (laughs) We're both of an age where we've done enough dating (laughs) since our parents, um, well, both our mums have died. Um, What's your experience been like, Kat?
0: You know, I was on the way here, I was in the car and I was thinking about this because it really has been a kind of whirlwind of a journey. And it's not until you look back that you realize the ways in which my mum dying definitely impacted my dating life massively. So I won't talk about it too much because it's not really dating and more relationship, but when my mum died, I was in a relationship and we'd been together for less than a year at this point, maybe since the beginning of the year. Mum died in November. And poor guy, like straight away, I didn't even let him come to the funeral.
1: (laughs) Really? Yeah.
0: He asked to come and I was like, no, I don't want you there. Why was that? Because I said, if we ever break up, I don't want to think about you at my mum's funeral.
1: I understand that. You don't want that memory for him to be a part of... I get that. I do.
0: And because I was so aware of the fact that if we ever broke up, I didn't let him support me, to be honest at all
1: because you didn't want him as part of the memory of mm-hmm. you of your healing process mm-hmm. almost yes, yeah,
0: yeah and it was such a confusing thing to navigate and go through and also to support you and mm-hmm. I think he was overwhelmed I was overwhelmed so I broke up with him and then we got back together and then he broke up with me and then that was just heartbreaking in a nutshell can, can
1: I ask a quick question on that yeah. do you think and I know it might be hard to gauge this but do you think the heartbreak of breaking up with him was worse because your mum had passed away or do you think you would have been equally as heartbroken had your mom still been alive?
0: So I think I knew that we weren't going to last, but we got back together, I think, because selfishly, I think I needed the comfort. Yeah. And also because after a few months, I felt like I was in a place to kind of maybe try at the relationship. But when we did break up, it was on his terms. And then suddenly I kind of felt very... Isolated and very alone. I went from having a mum who gave me a lot of attention and who loved me, and a boyfriend who gave me a lot of attention and loved me, to then being like, okay, who do I have now and who validates me as a person? Because like at that point, my relationship with my dad wasn't very, we weren't very close. And it was just like a very weird time. And I think that validation that I missed from my mum. And that need to kind of be comforted by people really stemmed a feeling in me, of this just unburning desire to be wanted. But in doing that, I kind of acted in a way that definitely wouldn't have been good for my grief, but like I chased boys that weren't probably weren't the best for me. I became like I slept around quite a lot because I was just chasing that feeling of closeness, but also not putting myself in a vulnerable position to get hurt, but whilst at the same time I was I was hurting. So it was all, it was very strange. And I do think looking back that the loss of my mom did have a direct impact on that. And I think it's something that I've talked about with other people before as well, especially girls, is that when you lack that validation and that support from a parent, you seek it elsewhere and you kind of, you seek it from men Absolutely. In, like, in relationships.
1: Just on what you said about um, being intimate with people, but not necessarily pursuing a relationship mm-hmm. with them. Did it make you fearful of commitment?
0: Yeah. But also, you know, it kind of made me feel a little bit in, I don't want to say entitled because it's the wrong word, but if people did mess me over or weren't treating me properly in my head, I was a bit like, how dare you? I've, I'm going through enough Mm. already, but I didn't show that externally. Yeah. Like I didn't want people to know how fucked up I actually felt. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. And actually, do you
1: know what? That sense of like entitlement probably is there in a lot of people for different Mm. reasons. You know, some people, if they're having a hard time in another way, might Mm. still feel that. It's just that our experiences of the loss of our mum so yeah. that's in the way that we feel it. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um
1: but yeah, regarding my experience, so I did have a boyfriend when my mum passed I away. Knew you did. I had a boyfriend and he did come to the funeral and when we were stood at her grave. Uh, do you remember the Britney Spears perfume, the round yes. purple one with this? It smelled greens. so good. Was it diamonds? Superdrip no. had like a yes. body
0: spray of it as well. Yeah. yeah. And it was so
1: good. <laughs> well, I got that. Out. I used to carry a big handbag. I got that out of my handbag and almost dropped it into mum's six foot hole where okay. she was. Right. So I was like having a bit of a laugh around the grave. And then all of a sudden I heard, <laughs> and I was like, everyone was like, What's that? Turned around and it was my boyfriend at the time. Absolutely bawling his eyes out at the grave. No. And I was young. I was 18 and so was he. And it was a puppy love thing. Yeah. I was completely besotted by him. Mm -hmm. And he'd messed me around a bit before my mum passed away. I really, very clearly remember, right? He'd ended the relationship and mum was poorly and I'd said to her, I'm going to go meet him. And she looked at me and said, he's going to hurt you. Aww. And it was one of my first ever, you know, it was, it was my first ever relationship. It mm-hmm. was actually. And I was naive and I thought, no, no, no. <laughs> so I went to meet him and he broke my heart that day.
0: Oh, um,
1: And she was proved right. But we got back together because again, like you said, he, well, he was my first love and he was providing me with something that, yeah. you know, I'd lost everything around me. You know, in my mind, I was going Exactly like you said, I want someone to protect me. Who's protecting mm. me? And he didn't protect me, obviously. And all the evidence points to the fact that um, he cheated on me. But oh, classic. Um, and, and ultimately, the first Christmas without my mum, we were over. He kind of ghosted me at that Christmas. So that
0: hurt a lot. Um, Did you ever speak again after that? Because one thing that I found really difficult since breaking up with my boyfriend that I was with when mum died is the fact that he was the last per- the last boyfriend that I that she, have that. had that my mum met mm. and he just stopped talking to me with such ease and I'm like how dare you yeah. when you like he still plays a really prominent part in my life
1: yeah mentally he was there at that time
0: mm.
1: um so No, we didn't really talk after that. We were at the same university. So it was a bit weird when I had to go back there and see him with his new girlfriend on nights out and stuff. But you know what, actually, like I look back at being 18, 19 and learning the biggest lessons of my life from the loss of my mum and the heartbreak of my Mm -hmm. first boyfriend. And I go... Oh, wow. that and, and actually, I was probably more mature about it at the time than I gave myself credit for because yeah. for two years, I just went out there on my own and did my own thing. I was like, because I probably need... I, I'm not saying I handled it in a healthy way because when I say I went out there, I went out five nights a week drinking and, you know, <laughs> yeah. being a student. Yeah. But what I mean is... I didn't find another partner for two years after that. Yeah. And actually at that age, I think that's quite a long time because you're still feeling your way around and you, mm. you can often skip from partner to partner, can't you? I know I haven't really spoken to him, but to be honest, I harbour no um, ill feeling towards him. Mm. And I think because I look back and that was 13 years ago now, where at the time he was the only person my mum had met. I think I'm in a place now where I go, <laughs> He wasn't right for me. Mm -hmm. So I know my mum would have said he wasn't right for you. Um, But it took a long time to get to that place. And I have had partners since then. I was with a guy for about five years. um, And it's bothered me that mum didn't meet them. It probably has you that you go, what would you think of them? Would she think they were right for me? Because it doesn't matter whether five of your friends say, yes, she'd have loved him or no, she'd Mm -hmm. have probably thought he's not good for you. You're not hearing it from the horse's mouth, are you? And they know
0: best. Mums know best. I
1: really do think a mum's instinct Mm. is most of the time is right, isn't it? They know what's right for their child. How have you felt in subsequent relationships? Has it bothered you that they haven't met your mum?
0: Oh, um, I feel like with, I feel like with relationships since then, I've only had one boyfriend since then, and that's the guy that I'm with now. I dated quite a few people in those kind of in between times, but the boyfriend that I'm with now, well, all my family kind of tell me, oh, you know, she'd love him and blah blah blah, and but it's similar to you, you know, he is great, and my mom, I do think my mom would have loved him. But it's really hard when he never knew her. Mm. So I think that does create boundaries in relationships straight away because he wouldn't, he can't talk about her like somebody could if they knew her. Yeah. Which I think does make relationships after death really, really hard because they're still a huge part of your life. Like my mum's still a huge part of my life, but I can't talk about memories with her with him. Yeah. But then I think with dating in between that time, it's, I don't know, were you ever, did you go on any dates in between that time? Like, did you ever meet somebody for the first time on a date?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I went on dates, but probably a bit like you, I would never allow people in. I became quite protective of my own heart. I think I was like, oh, and unless you're never going to 100% feel safe with somebody the first time you Mm. meet them. And I probably set an unrealistic expectation that, when I meet the person I'm supposed to be with, I will feel safe in yeah. in their company the very first moment I'm with them. Yeah. And that's not true, I mm. don't think. Uh, great if you've experienced that, but mm. I haven't. When I was going on dates and stuff, maybe this is just dating, but I would find reasons of why they weren't yeah. right very quickly. Yeah. Uh, or mum wouldn't like them for that. Mum wouldn't like that about them. Mm.
0: Very, very quickly, I would go, okay, no, no. What are your thoughts on telling people on a first date? That your parent had died.
1: I always, I would always say it. I would always (laughs) tell (laughs) anyone, date or a stranger, I don't, I have no qualms about doing Mm. that because do you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. And if that is too much for them, then I'd rather know straight away. What about you?
0: I think obviously doing this podcast helps, but even before that, I think I was quite open with the fact that I didn't have a mum. And I think also, obviously, social media these days, people always know before they actually Mm. meet you. But I do also have a bad habit of just blurting it out to strangers. (laughs) I did it to the postman the other week and he was just like... Uh, (laughs) "He was like, And he's not been back since. (laughs) (laughs) He said that his daughter's gone to Lancaster University and I was like, oh, I went there. My mum died whilst I was there. Why? Why would I say that? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I do think I would be very open about the fact that she was dead, but I wasn't open about the fact about how much I was grieving and how mentally unwell I was. Like at one point after my mum had died, I was suicidal. Like I, I wanted to die. So I was on antidepressants and, but I would still go out and I would still sleep around and people would still think that I was fine when really I wasn't. And one thing that's actually really stuck out to me was this one guy that I had a bit of a thing with at uni and it was always very casual his dad actually passed away very suddenly from a heart attack after we'd finished uni. And I saw him a year later at the kind of event, um, back on campus. And he said to me, he said, I just want to apologize for what kind of happened with me, me and you, because I've realized now what that was, wasn't fair on you Wow! because it was so unstable and so uncertain and so casual. He was like, I've realized that that wouldn't have been what you needed at that time. And it shouldn't have happened. And hearing that, I was like, wow, he's so right. Like I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was like, like everything that I did at uni wasn't right for me, but, but I, I couldn't understand why.
1: Yeah. And and do you think that's a stage that there's no right or wrong way to mm. grieve and there's no one way,
0: mm.
1: but do you think that's part of an unhealthy pattern that probably most grievers go through?
0: A hundred percent. You know what changed it for me it was when I finished uni and when I met your brother. Wow. Because he taught me the importance of looking after myself and putting myself first and for looking after my health, looking after my mental health. And I finally became comfortable in my own skin and I realized what I enjoyed and the things that I liked doing. And I, I was finally happy being by myself. Yeah. And I learned, I came off my medication. I learned how to just live a full life again, whilst giving myself time to oh. grieve. But then that was when I met Chris And I was so apprehensive. Honestly, I've probably ended things with Chris about three Mm -hmm. times before we even got together because I was like, I am so comfortable in my skin right now. I've protected myself. I've built this Mm -hmm. protective bubble around me that I don't want to get close to somebody who might pop it Mm -hmm. or I might even pop it myself and put myself in that situation. I think that's what a lot of people do. I think that's probably similar to you. You wouldn't let people in because you were protecting J- J- yourself. This
1: might sound awful, but yeah, in those two years in particular, when I was protecting myself, you know, after I split with my first mm. boyfriend, this is going to sound awful. But I became so comfortable just being on my own. Mm. I'm not saying I was coping healthily, but yeah. so comfortable being on my own. I used to pity people in relationships. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah, I, I, used like, I used to be like, I used to You not be happy. Why? But how bad's that? Like I've been in relationships since and I've been happy and Mm. I go, I wasn't saying I was right at the time to do Mm. that, but I was so just at peace with the fact that I am going to be on my own. I wasn't at peace in any other area of my life (laughs) because, you know, (laughs) everything was going wild and mental and I was going out all the time. So clearly there was a void I was Mm. filling. But what I'm saying is during that time, I actually actively didn't want to be in a relationship. And it's only as I've, as you said, you get older and you unpick these things and you realize that there's a lot of stuff there that we were, weirdly, we were going through a time in our lives where we were learning a lot because of our age, but we were also having to unlearn a lot because we'd lost a parent.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? You have to unlearn coping mechanisms whereby you would rely on them for support. And suddenly you're like, who the hell like at uni i was i was stressed about an essay mm-hmm. and in in the past i would have rung my mom and started crying down the phone So, and suddenly i was like who i can, do I do I can cry to myself yeah <laughs> like, yeah
1: ugh. it's so true isn't it yeah, so yeah. we're learning about ourselves and unlearning a lot of other stuff like that like who mm. you're dependent on the person that you can turn to To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Do you think, Kat, the loss of your mum has changed the kind of person you go for?
0: Yeah, 100%. I would, say, I would say kind of in the way that I wouldn't... Oh, God, it sounds really weird saying this, but I don't like party people. Mm. Not for me, because that kind of influence. I know that drinking booze puts me in a position where I feel anxious and depressed the day after Mm. if I go too heavy too hard. Or I can do it now and again, but that kind of culture doesn't suit my life at all. And people that are very self-absorbed and it is really hard to kind of pinpoint it, but I think you're just looking for somebody that's kind. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing.
1: And I think for me, and it's interesting because I'm going through a breakup at the minute Mm. and I messaged two of my best friends the other day and said, what do you think mum would say about this situation? Mm. And the echo from my friends is you have a pattern of going for men that need protecting. It's like you are... Looking for people that you can look after, yeah and I honestly think that that is some kind of influence from the loss of mum mm. because there is clearly a desire in me to love and nurture people you couldn't
0: look after her as much as you wanted to yeah so you're doing it to somebody I, else. I
1: honestly feel that um and and I feel I don't know about you it's quite an interesting and like you know weird thing that I've thought about, but I feel like when I've because I've had a few breakups. When I've grieved them, I weirdly feel like I'm grieving my mum again.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I associate loss with... Death. Loss, death. And yeah, death. never seeing them again. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, then you would turn to your mum mm-hmm. at that time for that comfort. Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's like a double grief. Does that make sense? No, 100%. I'm, I am... When I think about ex-boyfriends, like I'm very jealous of people that can just get over ex-boyfriends, not mm. really think about them. Mm. All of my... exes have made a massive imprint on my life and I think since my mum died they've made an even bigger Mm. imprint because I'm so hyper aware of where that relationship was Mm. and where that relationship no longer exists yeah and I 100% think that like they do say that it's like when you lose a job people say losing the job is like grief and it is because it's a life that you Mm. knew and suddenly you're thrown into the deep end again and you have to learn how to swim on your own yeah and it's
1: um it's a daunting prospect,
0: mm. isn't it? Do you think it's changed the person that you are in relationships? Obviously, it's quite difficult because you were only 18 and where mm. you are now. But do you think that it has impacted who you are in a yeah. relationship?
1: I think probably to my own detriment sometimes, mm. I'm extremely lenient in the sense okay. that I I see bigger pictures. So my overarching um, view on on anything in this world, if you get close to me, is... We're going to die one day, so this doesn't matter, Mm. right? That is my thing is, right, I love you. We, I want the best for you and vice versa. We're going to die one day, so this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But actually, when you're in a relationship, there's things that do matter. And I am probably being guilty of, you know, yeah, it's changed me in the sense that I am, probably more tolerant and more prepared to, mm-hmm. again, to my detriment, accept things that I probably wouldn't have if I'd have yeah. had my mum here because it's a pillar of strength and it's somebody who will remind you of your identity mm. and your self-worth. Mm. And it's taken me a long time to get to the stage of knowing on my own, my own values and what, yeah. I'm, what I'm worth. Yeah. What about you? Has it changed you in the relationship?
0: Yeah, definitely. I would say, and similar to you sometimes my own detriment is that I am like I've I've learned how to look after myself and be there for myself I want to be very independent so even in a relationship I want to have my own independence I don't want to rely too much on another person ever even when it comes to like I bought a flat recently and people were like why don't you buy it with Chris and I was like no because if me and Chris have a breakup, if Chris dies or anything like that, I want to to know how to do my own bills. I want to know that I can buy my own place. I want it to be mine. And then I have my own routines outside of that. I have my own way of doing things. I get annoyed when people don't do things my own way. And then also similar to you is I also see the bigger picture where I don't let kind of small things annoy me. Or even when they're a bit larger, I'm like, you know, there could be things that are much worse. Yeah. And I always I always say to him whenever he complains about like, he, he's like, oh, there's nothing worse than when the TV doesn't work and I can't watch the footy. Well, and, there and is. My, my, <laughs> my initial response is always, well, there is. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah there's definitely yeah, something yeah. worse. I think that's something as well that a lot of grievers struggle with is people that are quite petty. Yeah and just not even people that are petty it's just everyday people complaining about everyday things but when you've lost somebody you're just like gain some perspective yeah, yeah. like this doesn't matter
1: absolutely and i agree with you on the independence thing as well mm. there because i like you i'm very much i have a life of my own i yeah. have as you know like financial things in place for mm. myself that i go that that's mine i'm looking after that yeah. i am independent in the sense of My job takes me to different places Mm. and I am always happy to go and do that on my own Mm. and enjoy my own company. And I won't compromise myself in the sense of what I do or anything like that for anyone else. And I think we're both very similar like that.
0: You want somebody that complements your life, not somebody that is your life. That's what I always think.
1: Yeah. And I'm not saying that everyone that is grieving is like that because I also guess it depends on the relationship that you had with your parent or Mm. carer or close one before they died. Because if that was a really unstable relationship, for example. You seek
0: stability and constant reassurance. Yeah, exactly. 100%.
1: You're going to seek whatever pretty much is taken away from you. And yeah. and familiarity. Uh, familiarity can often be misconstrued as love. Mm. We can on- honestly sometimes look at things and go, it feels like what I know. So therefore it must be right. And it doesn't mean it always is. Mm. And I think it takes you a long time and a lot of perspective to realise that what would you say to anybody who has lost a parent and is struggling dating and and not really knowing how to go about it?
0: My first piece of advice would definitely be to make sure that you're ready, like as in make sure that you are happy in your own skin, that you're confident, that you know that no matter how this date goes, whether it goes well or it goes badly, it's not going to have a direct impact on your own personal self-worth. 'Cause that's where I think it can get messy, is when you're kind of relying on the positive feedback from like a date or a positive interaction or intimacy to make you feel better. And when that doesn't happen, you basically come crashing down again. And as well as that, I think it would be to kind of trust your gut. And I think if you're with somebody and you're you're not feeling like they're gonna hear you out or they're gonna listen to you, then I think leave and don't feel bad for leaving. And if you do mention your parent And if they react awkwardly, they make you feel uncomfortable about bringing it up. They avoid the subject. I think it's fine to give them a chance, but I think take that as a warning sign because as a griever, the thing that you need most is somebody that feels comfortable talking about your loss.
1: Yeah, and also as an extension of that, you know, don't feel that you have to carry on dating somebody mm. like you said just because they're giving you a bit of attention or something mm. don't stay around people who don't feel light because yeah. that that can happen i think we can put ourselves in front of the wrong people just because they're giving us Um, an inch of something. They're just throwing us a bone and you will take that. Don't, don't, Mm. like think about yourself. And also, you know, I think a lot of the time if we look in ourselves, even though you might not know the exact words that your parent would say, your gut will tell you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Your
1: gut will say, Actually, they're telling me this person is or isn't right for me. Mm -hmm. And I think also if you've lost a parent or whatever and say your home situation changes and you're left more vulnerable in that respect... Know that there are other ways of doing things. You don't have to, you know, date or be with somebody because Mm -hmm. they help your situation. Does that make sense? Don't just settle for that because if you look and ask for help, there are places and resources that will ask you for help. You don't have to date the wrong people just to feel any ounce of stability because... If they're wrong for you, you won't feel stability in the long term.
0: Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. And I think just remembering that we are so hyper aware that life is short. So don't spend your life feeling less than just happiness. Yeah. Like,
1: I think ultimately, yeah. And remember that whilst your self worth and identity might have taken an absolute battering. Mm-hmm. Nobody deserves to exploit that. Yeah. You really do deserve love. Yeah. Just because somebody who loved you has been taken from you doesn't make you any less worthy of that mm. love.
0: Hundred percent.
1: That was like therapy. Really enjoyed that. Quite We're, emotional. That. I, also, like me and Kat have opened up on like some things quite personal. Yeah. To us, that I actually I really have hope been, my dad doesn't listen yeah. to this episode. Or, or the guy I'm breaking up with or <laughs> anyone else um, that, that knows me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry, cat's dad. Sorry to my boyfriend that I'm breaking up
0: <laughs> with we're currently going through a breakup with. But thank you for listening and thank Yeah, we, I you. hope it's been useful um, and thank you to everybody that reached out when I messaged about it on the Instagram platform today. Yeah. I hope that there's been stuff that you've resonated with and just know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through. Dating is a minefield. Add grief on top of that and it's, double the minefield
1: remember that you can reach out if you want to talk to us or if you've got any suggestions or, or questions it's all on anything you'd like to cover there might be other aspects and elements to dating and relationships that we haven't talked about today
0: 100 so you can drop us an email at hello at deadparentclub.co.uk you can find us on instagram at deadparentclub podcast or on facebook at deadparentclub and twitter at dbc podcast
1: you certainly can thanks for listening
0: we'll see you next week thank you bye